I was just happy that the Riddler actually had riddles that needed to be solved. Unlike Jim Carrey's. Yeah, I like I, I forgot about that. Honestly, like setting up like the serial killer Riddler in the trailers and like in all the pre-release stuff. I completely I guess I maybe wasn't expecting to see many of them at all. But like they were actually crucial to the story. And it also like it makes Riddler very intelligent because he, he literally says it during the movie. And when he says it, I realized like, oh, shit, he has been doing that. How he kind of uses Batman sometimes to like get things done. Welcome to Idiot Block, a comedic podcast critiquing, discussing, and analyzing the media industry through reviews, debates, and historical deep dives. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Idiot Plot. I'm David Giannis, joined as always by my co-host Alex Overdahl. Is it Helicopter? <laughs> and Justin Neitzel. I am Vengeance. T- today we are talking about probably what I would say, guys, is like the first big release of the year for for, for movies, and that's Matt Reeves' The Batman. We fought, we we sat through all three hours of it. We saw. It. We have our thoughts. We're we're gonna get into that. But what we thought. But before that, there's some other news. That happened this past week. Disney Plus has released the trailer for the new Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi series, premiering on Disney Plus on May twenty fifth, two thousand twenty two. I think we also have a trailer, guys. What are your 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 your, your thoughts on it? Because we're all big Star Wars fans. We're all big prequel fans. What are you excited to see, or not excited to see? With I mean, I mean, Ewan's back. Hayden Christensen's back. Joel Egerton's back. See that? I'm all happy with all the other people. I'm a little question worried about from this trailer. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't. It barely focuses on Obi Wan. It seems like it's going to be more of a uh, Inquisitor story than an Obi Wan story. Which is a terrible idea. <laughs> That's that a terrible idea. You called it Obi Wan Kenobi. You've literally called the show Obi Wan Kenobi. I wonder if there's like any evidence, like because you know there have been other Disney shows. I wonder if there's any evidence of like a show they might call and name after a character that really isn't actually about that character but um i'd have to think yeah i can't think of anything top of my head at least not recently not in the past couple weeks um right it definitely wouldn't be something that had mandalorian in it no 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 definitely not um oh yeah Guys, did you guys see Book of Boba Fett? It was totally all about Boba Fett. He was totally the main character. <laughs> he was I mean, totally so there bad. to be the character. Well, well, like, that's bad all... enough as is. But like that to do Obi Wan and have Ewan McGregor back and bring back Hayden Christensen, but knowing damn well both of them are barely going to be in it is pretty depressing because we've Disney has basically ignored the prequels. Any prequel related content has been non-existent, and you finally get it. But hey, it's gonna you know not really be about that yeah i have hope that we'll see an obi-wan centric story but that trailer did did not really put me put me in the right frame of mind mostly because it looks like the plot is about them hunting obi-wan which makes obi-wan the antagonist not the protagonist well the other thing is obi-wan leaves tatooine and that's like why yeah he should not do that like he should not not be doing that well i think the sad truth is that the obi-wan show narratively is hard to do based on the own star wars timeline right he's in Mm -hmm. he's nicely 
translation on Tatooine between episodes three and four. He's watching Luke. He's not really doing much. And to try to tell a story of him doing do doing that is is going to be hard. It, yeah. It's going to it's going to be a challenge. I also think like, yeah, and there are certain narrative hurdles like, you know, Vader and Obi-Wan haven't seen each other for a really long time when in A New Hope. You know that his mentality at the end of three where he's feeling very defeated and he just wants to be on Tatooine and watch this kid and do and be detached from the war that can't change because that's his whole like Luke is what gets him back in it in, in A New Hope so you there's a lot I agree there's a lot you can't do I mean Disney might do it anyway but there's a lot you can't really do and have it make sense mm. well then you had the Kathleen Kennedy article thing come out saying oh it was too bleak so we sent it back to be re- re- rewritten it's like no this he ha- this should be bleak he's lost his best friend he's lost the war he's lost <laughs> his religion basically in the Jedi Knights it's like he should be fucking depressed did you watch Revenge did she watch Revenge of the Sith <laughs> that one of the main characters slaughters children and then gets his legs cut off and burns <laughs> and, and his his pregnant wife dies and he yeah, thinks his it's, kids are it's dead. one of the darkest endings to a mainstream movie that, that needs to be dark it's it's properly d- d- depressing and part of that goes on to Obi-Wan and there is some story to kind of to kind of to kind of talk about there I mean one, one of my favorite stories you YouTube videos is the Obi-Wan has PTSD one mm-hmm. which is an amazing video if you guys ha- ha- haven't seen it I've seen that one yeah um, because the editing of all those different scenes into his in, in his speech is so damn good um, and, and really I, I think re it, it makes me rethink that scene now seeing the the, the, the the prequels and and there's there, there there's a story to tell about how Obi-Wan goes from probably being super depressed losing losing to Palpatine and getting his hope back to help train Luke and fight back against Vader there's a story there about how his you know mm-hmm. mind probably changed but I don't know if there's enough there for a whole series or to have enough content to really make it interesting for six episodes on its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think as a movie, it might, it might have worked better. Well, it's I feel like it might not be a big enough story for a movie, but like you could do the TV movie kind of thing on Disney Plus instead of a miniseries, you know, you could do like two hours. I, honestly, could, honestly, it's perfect for a comic. Yeah, that's kind of true. Because, yeah, I don't know what it, if there's enough there. I do like the idea of like Which, yeah, him finding out that Anakin's still alive, right? And that he's Vader, yeah. but that's about it. I mean, they did do it just in you know, I, I know about to say the, the story was kind of told in the Marvel Star Wars run a little bit. Yeah, they had like one or two issues, I believe, of talking about stuff going on in the desert. But they can't shoehorn what, what might be the most controversial part because I've seen the reception of the trailer online. No one's really talking about Obi Wan. Everyone's talking about the appearance of the Inquisitors, who are set to be the, the main villains of the series. But the fact that they're doing another Mandalorian trope, which is bringing back animated characters in live action. People are are pretty unhappy with how boring the designs are. Well, even like the Grand Inquisitor, his head should be more uh, like oblong, like it should be taller and less, not as wide. And it's like you see YouTube videos of like fans like making it that way. Like it's like you couldn't have done it that way. Like, well, I will say there are ways to do it more interesting because like Cad Bane in Book of Boba Fett looks nothing like he does in the show. He looks more like Crypto from Destroy All Humans. (laughs) 
<laughs> then, then, then he does Cad Bane, but he still looks cool. Whereas the Grand Inquisitor look lo- lo- looks kind of lame. I'm sad to say. Well, the one thing I've also seen a lot of people complain about the fact that that they recast him and got rid of Jason Isaacs and replaced him with his Death of Stalin co-star Rupert Friend. Um, well, the one thing I will say about Cad Bane, I mean, he does look different than he did in the cartoon, but the cartoon is also like 30, 40 years earlier in time. So I mean, I can I can accept a little change considering we don't know how his species age, ages. Trans, I mean, I mean, and it could be more than what we see in the trail, trailer. Like, I, I want to be hopeful. I want to be hopeful that that Obi Wan's going to be good. That Obi Wan is the main character. Um, I, I want I want to see more of you of you and as Obi Wan because, I mean, in real world time, I'm pretty sure like the timeline or the amount of time between Revenge of the Sith and a new hope in in real life is the same as the gap is in the movie mm. uh not quite because 17 what, years i don't think luke is that old in the trailer he that, might be no, no, 50. No, 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 no what i'm saying is is that obi-wan like you you and mcgregor has aged this oh, amount the, of time in the world that where he would be if if the movies yeah, actually okay. happened okay i get what you're saying yeah so 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 so, so, so. there's been some proper aging i'm curious what they're gonna do with hayden christensen if he's just in the suit or if we're going to see Anakin out of the, the suit. I'd love to get a, like a scene where he's in the bath of tank, kind of like we got teased in Rogue One. That'd be a little, that'd be fun to mm-hmm. see. Cause I, I think he's back for the Ahsoka show too. That's gotta be as like a force ghost or something. Um, you know, I wonder like I, what I would be flashbacks into which can, can yep. That's often overused, but in this case it works really well and is almost necessary. <laughs> like give us new scenes with Obi-Wan and Anakin. I think I, that I, could work well. We have I will say, I will say that I'm really impressed of how people made fun of Hayden Christensen so much when those prequels stopped and when he comes back, I mean, people were so happy when he came back. I'm, I was stunned by how sad people were to see Hayden Christensen re- return. I was, I was too. I mean, really, like I knew I, w- I was going to be excited, but I was like, oh, I wonder like what the response is going to be. And like, everybody was super happy. I think, I think, the I think problem because is, they want more. People. Problem is people are too reactionary right away. And mm. they start to realize, oh, we probably shouldn't have given him so much shit. Just like they shouldn't have given Jake Lloyd as much shit as they gave him. It's just like, come on, guys. I don't actors. know, man. Star Wars fans kind of gave kind of gave Kelly Marie Tran a bad <laughs> a bad run. So I don't well, know if they, they, they that much. I, that's true. You'd think they would learn. It's like it's never the actor's fault. At the end of the day, it's the guy, the director who's making the story and directing them on how he, they want it done. It's not the actor. Yeah, and I mean, he, I, I still say, I mean, Hayden Christensen is good in Revenge of the Sith. Like he he does a really good job. Attack of the Clones, yeah, did great. But <laughs> he's he very good got- as, as edgy as edgy. Yeah, but even like Natalie Portman, an Oscar-winning actress, is not very good in Attack of the Clones. It's like they're yep. <laughs> they're playing off blue screens that has never really been done at the time. Now it's like the it's common the standard. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it would be interesting to, to see what happened if Lucas made the prequels with today's technology. <laughs> well, everything would be probably CGI. <laughs> like what? Well, like that, that? That's a really interesting question. Question to ask because I mean, it, I mean, they were all CGI back then, but it, but it looked awkward and 
weird and it resulted in like weird blocking, weird staging. Actors didn't really know what they were doing, but now it's standard. So maybe, may, maybe the Dread Factory scene would, wouldn't be so terrible. Yeah, honestly, honestly, there's a good case for that. I mean, three, three is a little bit more practical and CG effects, but like, and, and still looks good. But like, I think some of the battle scenes might have been bigger in two and three had like, if they had modern uh, CG technology. I just really hope the Obi-Wan is just not, it's just, it's not nostalgia baiting. I hope it's good. I want it to be good. People are like, oh, here they go again. They're already nostalgia baiting. They got freaking uh, Duel of the Fates and the Revenge of the Sith score in there, in that trailer. Well, I still yeah. want it to be good. Yeah, me too. I mean, honestly, like, uh, you know, I've mostly com- complained here about what I've seen, but like, if it's good, I'll be the first one to be happy because, I mean, I want more prequel shit. And if it's good, like, I would be really ecstatic. And, I'm and with Mandalorian you. Just... is overall good. I don't yeah. think season two ends as high as it could have. And Book of Boba Fett was admittedly kind of a disappointment. That's where I'm kind of like, what have you done for me lately? And it's like, lately it's been kind of, yeah. Which is better than the movies where I will say you know like yeah. my disappointments with Mandalorian season two and the end of that like I'm still gonna sign up for more you know I, I was just a little let down versus like the movies it's just a it was just a shit show yeah hey, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more excited for this show than the Cassian Endor show yeah which is oh, getting that's a thing yeah it's <laughs> pretty pretty quickly but there's not a lot of hype for it at least, at least not compared to Obi-Wan but we'll they, see they, what... they got a, they got a lot of good things going for them right now is that they got Joel Kinnaman uh was it not Joel Kinnaman Joel Edgerton yeah, and Chris, Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor back. Right now, they're yeah. in the right direction. The trailer wasn't great, but I'll, they're heading in the right direction. I have hope that the trailer is just because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of footage ready. And they don't want to spoil anything. So. Yeah, my, my optimistic theory, you know, that I, I do have, I just haven't gotten to it yet, but the, is that that's basically how the first episode is, is it's focused on the Inquisitors hunting him. And once you actually meet Obi-Wan in the show, then it's about Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. But like you kind of set it up with like them hunting him and then where they find out what it is then you transition where he is you transition to it being about Obi-Wan yep uh, that so. I'm hoping it is too at least at, at, least at the very least uh, I'm hoping that it is Obi-Wan focused and I would and I wouldn't even have to ask this question now for, for Book of Boba Fett like but like that, 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 that that's the theory because Book of Boba Fett was lacking in Boba Fett for a large portion of it and then like the, the last three episodes was setting up two different shows for their seasons yeah so I have hope Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi premieres May 25th, 2022 on Disney Plus. Um, I think I think only one episode is coming out that first day. But it'll, air, it'll air weekly after that. And I'm sure at least one of us will see it as it, as it happens. Yeah. Um, at least I know I will. Justin, I, know yeah, will. I don't know. I, I don't know if I can stay. <laughs> yeah, Alex, I don't know. I don't know if you will. I don't know if I can stay away. It's because it's, it's, it's Ewan one. McGregor. And yeah, yeah I, don't, I, I don't know if I can resist at least trying it out. I mean, I probably can't resist because, I mean, Obi-Wan is my favorite Star Wars character. So unless like the it just gets instantly shit on by everybody and like it, Star Wars fans. It then I wouldn't. It, even Book of Boba Fett's pretty like down the middle and I, and I think this will be the same way you you have to find I, I mean if it's gonna if it's going to be bad in quotations it'll be d- divisive is what I meant yeah. versus just downright negative you'll hear some people loving it some people hating it because there, there are still people out there who who love Rise of Skywalker <laughs> yeah that's true or Last Jedi yeah put it this way I'm happy for those people that they enjoyed something but not me <laughs> <laughs> anyway guys let's get on today's main event 
event. Matt, after what seems like forever, Matt Reeves' The Batman is finally out in theaters. All three glorious hours of it. That's such um, a good theme. I, I want to I say one thing before I get it started. We are going to talk about spoilers right off the bat, right from the start. If, if you don't want to know what happens in this movie, stop right now and come back after you see it and you don't want to be spoiled. I'll just say that. Like, If, if you have any interest in seeing the, 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 this movie, you haven't. Stop right now. Watch it first. You're going to want to keep some of these surprises surprises. Um, as I wanted, I, wanted, I wanted to get that out of, out of the way. Yeah. There's not going to be a spoiler section and non-spoiler section. We're probably going to be getting the spoilers right from the beginning. But to stir us off, guys, I, I guess there's, there's only one question to ask. Was it worth the wait? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> we, we saw the first trailer for it in October of 2020 at DC Fandom, which I even for me, I was like, even if the movie is bad, this is one of the greatest teaser trailers I've, I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's exactly what the movie basically is, like down to almost every level. Right. Usually you get that thing, even in really good movies where like you see the trailer and then what you see is a little bit different than when you're visioning and not necessarily in a bad way. But like this was one where like seeing that trailer and seeing like what we saw, I mean, there are some things in a good way, like all the detective work I wasn't necessarily going to fully expect, but like visually aesthetically, like that's exactly how the movie feels. Even down to, to the Nirvana song. Yeah, which they, they played the action. Yeah, because I think wasn't the trailer like a cover, and then in the movie they used the real one. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure because I know in the movie it was the, like the real one. It was the movie was the real one. Yeah, but so the Batman follows Bruce Wayne as Batman, played but played this time by Robert Pattinson, who is in his second year of crime fighting. So he's not like a full Batman yet, you know, not not, not the full super super superhero, all the gadgets. He's a, he's crude, he's angry, he's violent, and he's coming into to his own and he's up against the, the Riddler by, by Paul Dano who is murdering major Gotham City political figures and leaving clues to it to his motivations and overall plan at the at the scene to Batman uh, Batman also, also deals with Catwoman played by Zoe Kravitz the, the Penguin in a show stealing played by a show stealing Colin Farrell and a really surprisingly good villain turn Carmine Falcone played by John Turturro uh, he was while in the movie helped, more than I thought he was going to be. Same, honestly. And, he, and he's helped on, on his journey by James Gordon, played by Jeffrey Wright, and his butler Alfred, played by Andy Serkis. And in a script writ- written by Matt Reeves and Peter Craig, Matt Reeves is also the, 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 the director, and he killed it with this. The, the vision is consistent throughout it. You, you know exactly what he thinks the character should be, and I have to agree with his vision for the character. It's so tightly plotted. And it's funny that, like, it feels very much like its own thing, its own very dark bad. Batman kind of like very detective focused. It also like it's the one that's like the most reminiscent of like comic Batman, specifically like long you know long Halloween kind of comic Batman. It's like exactly that. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like exactly a different, the, the different modern Halloween form. Batman, mm. which, which is strange because I kind of I do agree with you, Alex. This movie to me feels like the most comic booky, at least for modern comics. You know, '90s to now of all the Batman movies released. Yet the actual movie has almost nothing to do with the comics. It has nothing in common with them. It holds whatsoever. all the themes of what Long Halloween was basically. It changes everything mm-hmm. up because you know they're not going to do like a straight adaptation of Long Halloween. 
But I mean, the vi- one thing I was happy with this movie is it's visually stunning and looks different than anything else we've seen so far. Mm. Like it's, yeah, it's, really- it's not like the MCU where it's like, oh, you could put all these movies together and they look all look the same. It's like, no, they're trying new shit. They're long takes, rack focusing the shit out of scenes. It's like, yes. I will say some shots to me didn't look great, specifically when Batman tries the wingsuit and jumps off. There's this really there's a couple weird shots where the camera's like mounted to his head, but like the framing looks all sorts of weird. Mm-hmm. Batman's head is like in like the top sixth of the of the screen, and the rest of it is just street. <laughs> I can forgive that because they're concept. they're trying something different. You know, it's not like your generic. What, what this movie understands about comics that not a lot of adaptations do when it comes to, 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 to visual to visual media, especially comics, is that with with comics and, and comic visuals, color palettes play a huge role. I mean, that, that, that's one of the key jobs of a comic book creator is the color is. Um, everyone knows Watchmen because of the color scheme, because of the use of secondary colors versus primary colors as as the main base of colors. And, and Matt Reeves understood that with the Batman of having a, a specific color palette in this case red reds and blacks that you base the movie around and, and you create that visual style from 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 colors um that dark knight looks amazing but it also looks very much like a standard big budget movie whereas the batman has this beautiful color color style to me yeah i know sucker for the black and red kind of thing i mean like you know like 2001 you know all the blacks and reds in that like yeah i just yeah that i'm a sucker for that one and they used it so well just like it feels very ominous well like the first time he walks into the iceberg lounge was awesome yeah. just all the red lights flashing this is a movie that i will say to anyone who's interested in seeing it um who shouldn't be listening but if you are see this in the nicest theater you possibly can like like you you were going to even it costs a little bit more treat yourself the movie I, deserves to be seen on super high qual on a super high quality screen i did i saw it in a super screen so i was glad i did yeah i saw it in in an alamo big show i think alex you you bit the bullet and i think saw it at an amc right yeah so i i didn't get into the imax showing or the the dolby showing but the next best thing which is amc prime which is basically like dolby without the dolby vision so it's like the the surround sound it has that and like the nice seats and shit so i did that and it was fantastic like seat shaking when the batmobile comes up and like it's so loud but like the, the sound was fantastic too. and the, the screen was still very very good and very crisp so like it was it was fantastic now one of the biggest stories with the batman currently is that amc is charging more just for batman versus other movies uh alex who saw it at amc so so what's your thoughts on that Were, are you okay with that no okay <laughs> i paid it am i okay with that no i mean i can tell you how much i spent it was probably too much <laughs> well yeah because i mean i bought two tickets i went with sam uh how much extra was it it was like it was like two or three bucks extra a ticket that's significant people because it's not it's significant now it, it is plus up. i mean you pay you pay t- tax on that extra money which in la you know you're paying a 10 percent on top of that and then two tickets so that that makes it go up like that's damn near 10 bucks well, higher i'll give you my number i'll because i saw it at alamo which isn't cheap either i'll give you my 
my number and you can say what's higher or lower than when I paid. Because because two tickets for, for 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 me after ticket prices, the BS convenience fees that I still hate. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because I hate them now because you basically are forced to buy movie tickets online. Otherwise, you won't get in. So it's not really a convenience fee. It's, it's convenient like, for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I paid, I think, for two tickets for me for a matinee at the Alamo was $35. Higher. Shit, damn. And I, I, mean, and I, thought, I thought that it was not a matinee. Okay, because like I was like, because I was at thirty-five, and I thought that was, I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. So if I had been able to do a matinee for like Dol- Dolby, the Dolby screening, which it just wasn't, you know, there weren't seats, but it would have been around there. Um. So so how much did you end up paying? Let's just say it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's probably important now with AMC charging more. It's important people know what they're getting into. Yeah, because yeah, they put they hiked the price, and I think they did that like during the week because like it went up but yeah it was like 50 bucks Fuck, over 50 bucks yeah for, for the two tickets plus then popcorn and the slushy and you know and it goes well, up you more pay, I, I, you have to pay the girlfriend tax to see a third movie <laughs> see like this was like I she she also really liked it but I was like this made me think of this is not an ad for AMC stubs this made me think about getting AMC stubs because I'm like did I really just spend more on this one screen than I would for a month of AMC stubs I did yeah and that's the well and people wonder why movie theaters are in trouble why they're not to get off the topic from movie for too long people wonder why movie theaters are struggling this is why it's <laughs> because, too much because two people it cost 50 bucks just to go to what just to go see a movie now granted you went to a nicer screen which probably had a premium attached to it but yeah. but at the same time I mean I paid 35 you paid 50 Justin you saw it in probably it, it, in Greg Vision or whatever the hell. Um, <laughs> which about which 15 also, or 16 it, bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's a lot. Super, super screen is 60, is like 16, 17. Ultra screen is almost 20. Because um, I've seen a Marcus one too. Like, Wait, the Marcus ultra screen is almost 20? Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, that's like literally like what a fucking IMAX ticket costs. Mm, it is. I'm Because I had. I might see the Batman in IMAX at the one get the IMAX theater left. The problem is, is money and time. Um, mm-hmm. be, be because it because it's so long and 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 I get it from AMC's perspective to play devil's advocate. I could see AMC like okay, so the Batman's three hours long. Show times will be limited, and people are paying just as much for the Batman as they are movies that are half its length. Yet yet we're losing entire show time because of it, which isn't always the case because most movies are over. Two hours now, but I digress. Um, they're, 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 they're losing some money based mm-hmm. on just how long it is. So let's charge more and even it out. The problem is, is, is that's never been done before and still kind of shady. And, well, it and, was and, shady because it's just like it. Also, you saw like an article about it, just like it's not even prominent or whatever. And next thing you know, you're like, wait, what did I just read? And you're like reading it, like, holy hell, why? It, it, it also artificially in- increases how much the movie made. And it worked. I mean, the numbers are there. The Batman. Man made I think like twenty nine percent of its opening weekend gross just from AMC theaters. Wow! So it's not like people it's not like people avoided AMC because of it. Well, I think a lot of people yeah, I mean probably they're big enough they can get away with it. People probably didn't notice or whatever. That's also part of it too. People are probably used to paying so much now that they, they just ate it. Or yeah, you got all the people with with stubs that like you know or that they're just paying a subscription they didn't notice. I mean I, I mean I want to go see more movies in theaters and I used to be a big theater advocate. You 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 guys know I'd see a 
movie a week in the theater pre-pandemic. And, and I was like, I can't afford to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same. It's the time and money thing. Like, I would love to go to more movies in the theater, but it's like, it becomes a, a, a cost issue. And, and well, not yeah, just they, the cost, but just the, like David said, a time thing. It's like, like for the Batman, you got to black out like four hours because like you got to worry about all the trailers beforehand and sit through those plus the three hour movie. Yeah, plus drive time. Like you have to block out a lot this movie. I don't I don't like it. But that said, this is the movie to do it for. <laughs> yeah, getting back to the movie. I would gladly sit through this three hours again. I would yes. I would it does I will admit I was getting antsy by the end of it, but it's not like but I was always entertained. I was never it's bored. That's because it felt like it should have ended, but then it kept going like, oh here's the epilogue. It did kind of peak to do that weird thing where it had like it had its where it's act two, it's it's ending of act two felt like the climax. Right, with Riddler and putting him in and the, the stuff with Falcone, like that all like was kind of like the dramatic peak. Now what came after it, there was still a lot of good stuff, but I would agree that like the dramatic peak was kind of around there because everything had built to that moment with all of the investigative work. Uh, so you do feel the runtime a little bit, but ultimately I definitely think it earned it. But it is one where you feel it just a little bit, not necessarily a bad way, but you do kind of feel it. I have noticed uh, this movie specifically, people are are judging it just because it's three hours. And, I, and people act like movies can't be three hours. Um, I think they weren't moviegoers back in the past. <laughs> well, you, you have to earn that three hours. Yes. Right. Because there is something to say that, at least for me personally, I can do about two hours and 45 minutes. Once I hit that point, every minute after that feels like 10 minutes. Hmm. Um, and the yeah, fact- unless you're like, I mean, unless you're like the like some like the Godfather or something, it's like, all right, like you don't feel it at all. But you've really got to earn that extra time. Like, Wolf of Wall Street, which feels like 90 minutes. Like Dune, I didn't feel it all either. Yeah, I, I think I think the Batman's biggest issue with this time is the way it's structured in that the end of Act Two does feel like the end because the story is real resolved. I mean, I would I would have been happy had like, you noticed the Riddler went down the fire escape and just like got away. And we see like the Riddler getting away. Like I kind of wanted to see happen. And I've been like, I would have been good tent but then it's just like nope we caught him and then something else but, was at the end <laughs> but that said i love the third act of this movie like like to me this third act is everything i love about batman and and it's everything i love about what matt reeves did with the character yeah i love I the mean, whole they, like they, it, it, riddler internet fanatics thing that was like wow that's a little real the idea of the henchman and modernized it into people not following a crime boss the the, the following an ideology which is chilling like that that that's chilling but it's so clever to be fair every time i saw those guys my my stupid brain always went it's the green bastard parts unknown but um that was that that one's for justin <laughs> um and they set it up so well because like throughout the movie you do see like how corrupt gotham is and how riddler uses that and you see like you know you have those moments with like the crowd or with groups of people who are like kind of starting to agree with that now you don't expect at the time that they're gonna like pick up guns and shit <laughs> but like you know they, but, they set it up before and then you're like oh shit but but it make 
makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, I can see why people would do this. It's sad they would have to resort to this, but I understand where these characters are coming from. Yeah, and that's why I, it's just so, and that's how it earns that runtime. It's just so meticulously plotted. Like, right. you're setting up this while also doing, like, the, the investigation of Riddler, which is always super compelling, and following the clues. Riddler is really smart. Batman's smart, too. Like, you, you just have this very intelligent plotting that, yeah, that leads to, when you get that big twist, it, it makes perfect sense. Well, like you, you get said, that like, amazing. You, you know everyone who's corrupted there, because, like, you have him broadcasting, him interrogating that, like, uh, prosecutor guy. He's like, if you're justice, if you are justice, please do not lie. What was the price for your blind eye? And he's just, like, throws out this random huge number, and everyone's like, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you get that amazing scene right before that at the funeral of the one dude complaining about the rich people who turns out to, to, to join the, the, the Riddler. Amazing callback. Like, that's such good writing. Yeah, I remember when we were watching, when we, we were watching Sam, like, Sam could, like, tell it was significant. She's like, who the fuck is that? She was like, did I, like, miss somebody? I'm like, no, it's just like a random crowd guy. And then he came back later and it was like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. When, yeah like, was when, he was, when he was talking and Bruce was listening to him, I'm like, yep, he's coming back later. Calling it. Yeah. Um, and, then, and, and, and of course, like, Justin, like you said, Riddler's traps are so good. Mm. They move the story forward, like with Peter Sarsgaard's character, who I wish I feel like that was a misuse of Peter Sarsgaard. Mm-hmm. Um, he's such a good actor, and then throw him in just a bit role like that was like, oh, he could have been so much more. Um, but it, it builds this mystery and it builds this world. I was, just hap- the- I was just happy that the Riddler actually had riddles that needed to be solved, unlike Jim Carrey's. Yeah, I like I, I forgot about that. Honestly, like setting up like the serial killer Riddler in the trailers and like in all the pre-release stuff, I completely I guess I maybe wasn't expecting to see many of them at all. But like they were actually crucial to the story. And it also like it makes Riddler very intelligent because he he literally says it during the movie. And when he says it, I realized like, oh, shit, he has been doing that. How he kind of uses Batman sometimes to like get things done. He leaves well, on this breadcrumb trip. Well, 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 because he thinks that he and Batman are on the same team. Mm-hmm. He says Batman inspired him, which I will say is my least favorite modern day Batman trope is the idea that Batman causes more harm than good. He inspires evil, doesn't defeat it, that he has all this excess damage. They do it every storyline and it annoys me because every storyline has to to be, do we really need a Batman? And and I'm sick of it. This movie did it kind of right with the whole Ridley being like, yeah, I saw you fighting corruption. I want to fight corruption too. Batman's like, no! <laughs> Run away! It, it also works because it, instead of asking, like, oh, do we need a Batman or whatever, it's not asking that. It's more so like the central theme of it is like Batman needs to find a different reason to be fighting crime. Yeah. And like, it, it's like to inspire hope and like save the city instead of for vengeance because that's also what Riddler is doing. And that's also what this person and that person are doing. And he like needs to find a different reason to be Batman, especially yeah, when he sees that he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really good theme for the character to be to, to to kind of switch him from being driven by hate and anger and more like be a symbol of what the city needs. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also fun him be like no one calls him Batman; they call him Vengeance. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no one calls yeah. him Batman until the very end. Mm-hmm. It was also fun though, like with the Riddler, like he actually stumps Batman though at one point because it's like he's looking for a bird, so they assume the penguin when actually it's Salcone. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> uh, Penguins like do you know you fucking speak Spanish. <laughs> Dude, Colin Farrell is so good in this. He's Colin? so good in this. 
Colin Farrell, I've, I've never seen someone get so into prosthetics because normally when you see the, the heavy prosthetic role, normally you see that the person's having a really bad time. Like you, you, you can tell that they're trying, but they're not enjoying it. There is something that like freed Colin Farrell when he put on the, that makeup because he he fully becomes that character in every way, shape, or form. Every way, shape, and form. Every time he was on screen, I was like. I'm trying to find where Colin Farrell is in this. Can't see him. <laughs> like he's he completely becomes the 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 penguin. This weird kind of waddle he has that that it, it is a limp, but they kind of make him to a to a to a waddle. Especially um, when they handcuff his legs together, he's just like, "Hey, you're just gonna leave me here." And he's like waddling away. Um, this is this good he's, cop he's so and bad shit cop? <laughs> he's, he, he, he's so much fun. He takes control of every scene he's in because he's had because. He's having a blast. There is a reason why he's getting his own TV show. I mean, like, his, it, his, his introduction scene alone where he's just like, hey, sweetheart, calm down. Let's just talk. Where, where, where he does De-, De Niro better than De Niro has in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I saw his his Hot Ones interview where he talked about doing the movie. And he's like, I loved it. The makeup was so freeing. I could just be myself. Like, I didn't have to worry. I, I, could, I could just be, be the penguin. Yeah. And like people, you know, people on set were literally like didn't know it was him he just like showed up on set like that like let's go <laughs> well i remember when the images leaked like the onset images leaked everyone <laughs> thought that he was going to be emperor penguin because he had like the weird kind of kind of quaff haircut i was like oh crap like here we go and then that first trailer trailer drops and no one knew colin fur was in it until someone like told everyone yeah. like oh my god that's that colin for hell i was like because like, really? yeah, we were like we were like yeah where's um where's Colin Farrell, I thought he was going to be, and then you see him like, wait, what? <laughs> that was a thing for the trailer. I was like, you, you knew it was Penguin. It's like, wait, didn't they cast Colin Farrell to be Penguin? You're like, I don't see him. Well, because I, I don't think anyone expected the heavy prosthetic makeup. I look. did not. I think we all expected Penguin to to, to, to just be Colin Farrell in a fur coat mm-hmm. with like yeah. a Penguin cane or something. Yeah, and he was going to talk in an Irish accent and be all charismatic Colin Farrell, and instead he's he's the fucking Penguin. <laughs> like I know this is like sacrilege in the Batman community, but he's a better penguin than Danny DeVito was. No, oh, most definitely. His penguin was weird. I love Batman Returns. I love I love that movie. But but he's some mutant penguin he, penguin man. <laughs> He has an army of penguins in that movie. <laughs> like, like, like the, 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 come on, guys. Not smart. Yeah, it's a lot. That's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I, I will. Mean, I know say, you're nostalgic for them being the first ones, but come on, guys. Yeah, yeah. The movies haven't aged the greatest. I I recently watched the first Tim Burton one for the first time in like 15 years, and I liked it more than I did the first time. But it's still like that 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 is an inconsistent movie. Batman's not even the main character. Vicky Vale is. At least Nolan and Reeves kind of made Batman movies. I mean, I mean, Pattinson's probably in that suit for eighty percent of the movie or more. Oh yeah, he yeah, is like def- at least eighty. Yeah, he's in for he's in at least eighty percent of the movie. And I like what they did with it because it's like, yeah, he has really until the end, besides like, you know, finding a different reason besides vengeance, it's also like he just is Batman. Like he's not even Bruce Wayne <laughs> until like the end where he starts to like actually like be a person again because he's just like a total recluse and only does Batman stuff. And he kind of I'm guessing the next one will probably be also about that, like him kind of being himself again a little more. But probably like, I, 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 I like what they did roles. with that. He's the yeah. gross, sweaty emo kid. 
uh, hunched over his computer in in Batman makeup. Well, even <laughs> he says he becomes nocturnal. He's like he's up only like at night. He keeps a journal of everything he's done. Mm-hmm. I love that idea for the character. I really because we, we we've only seen billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne, not 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 creepy weirdo recluse Bruce Wayne. Yeah, this is what this sense. is what's, what what Sam told me, and like it made me laugh. But it's just like very true. She's like, this is literally how I've always pictured how Bruce Wayne would actually be. Yeah, it kind of is. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, that's because he's not because he's not trying to be the playboy guy. He's just being himself, basically. He's being Batman. Yeah, yeah. He wants to. to he wants to, to to be Batman. And like he literally until towards the end, as Bruce Wayne, he literally talks to like no one except like he talks to Alfred. Like wants to tell him he's not his dad. <laughs> like you're not that real dad. <laughs> he only, only really- talks to people as Batman until he 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 goes to see Falcone. And like that was like the only scene like I really had a problem. The only thing I really had a problem with that was like his hair was like draped in front of his face. I'm like, come on, dude, just brush the hair out of your face. <laughs> but it was like such a minute little thing. It was like it was whatever. But it was just like it annoyed me. I was like, dude, there's hair in your eye. Just move it. Well, I love that Matt Reeves played with with Bruce Wayne because I I saw an article on this and I kind of have to to agree with it. They made the comment that like every every Bruce Wayne on film has felt like an adaptation of the Dark Knight Returns Batman of that crazy kind of psychotic Batman of the guy who who basically is, is is like I am Batman you know and just starts punching random people and it was good to see a reverse of that trend where the movie is about him kind of realizing that that's not how we should be he needs to be something else yeah and, I think I mean Nolan did that too I think but not as much as this no one I would agree still very much kind of the, the Dark Knight Returns Batman in a lot of ways also can we just give it up for Robert Pattinson and just all the haters can can finally shut up yeah yeah he was fantastic and I think like you know seeing him in the White House in good time and like and other things I mean tended as well he was he was good in that movie like I've known he was a good actor but I was even surprised in this how good he was but particularly as Batman he's in Twilight though so he's bad <laughs> and Kristen Stewart's up for an Oscar she was in Twilight too I know I know but that's everyone's whole argument was like Batman you mean with the Twilight guy have you seen that script <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the problem like, is people always remember their worst performance it's just like mm-hmm. well, well Pattinson went and did indies and rocked it I mean Good Time is great The Lighthouse he keeps up with Willem Dafoe like, like, like he he, he he equals Willem Dafoe's level of crazy, which is like impossible. <laughs> Although seeing but interviews they, with my, Robert Pattinson, he might be a little crazy. Well, I, or or he's, he's just really good at playing crazy. I mean, he, he loves messing with with, with the, the media. Some of, his, some of his interviews for the Batman are some of the my greatest. Condiment Man. <laughs> what would you say? Yeah, he literally just had the one where he was like, "I want to see Condiment Man in a movie," and I'm yeah, like, "Yeah, he's he's fucking with you." Yeah, <laughs> or the one where they asked him, "How'd you get into care?" And he's in, and he's like, I play Sonic Adventure 2 Dark Mode <laughs> and, got, and got really in touch with Shadow the Hedgehog. Like, like <laughs> he's definitely messing with you if that's his answer. Well, or, also f- or he's legitimately fucking insane. <laughs> well, it's also funny learning, like, I think in a recent interview, he's like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have joked that I wasn't working out during quarantine for the movie because that blew up really badly. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, people just will take anything, and he's like, just fucking with them. I'm glad he has a sense of humor about it. I mean, 
have fun. Why not? Well, yeah, what, you're Batman. <laughs> kind of what you what you said, Justin. This movie's a miracle it even came out mm-hmm. because like it it started and stopped because of COVID like three or four times. Yeah, and just like that, you know, it's a miracle it came out in terms of like besides that and, and, and those problems. It's also just like yeah, we're gonna make a three hour movie where Batman chases a serial killer and like uh, there's not gonna be any giant action set pieces until the very end. I mean, like there's big action, but you know, there's not like that fucking MCU big action scene or even like, you know, you think about the Nolan ones and like the bank robbery scene or, you know, there's just not the scale to it, which works for this movie. But it's, I mean, that car chase, though, was like top tier. That was great. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing because just, it felt grounded. It felt grounded and real. Yeah. Like because he's trying to escape him and Penguin's just like, well, I'm going to cause a big ass crash. He's just like, I got him. I got you. And then all of a sudden, and that's, fuck. And that's one thing that this movie might have on Nolan, in my opinion, is just the 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 the, the tech is appropriately crude. Mm-hmm. Like like the, 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 the Batmobile isn't some abandoned tank concept. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a legit like souped up car that that misfires the first time he tries and goes after Penguin. That, I mean, that, I, that's I, such a good scene. He's just revving up for a solid like thirty seconds, and then boom, nothing happens. <laughs> Everyone just fucking runs for it. I'm like, I want that car. I was like, get out of my way on the highway. It's really cool. Dude, I dude, I I bought that Lego set of that car like the next day after I saw this movie. <laughs> I was at Walmart, like, I'm buying that. Such a cool Batmobile. Yeah, I was they, waiting until after I saw the movie. Because I, I didn't I, I didn't want to to buy the Lego set when the when the movie shit. And you didn't like the car. No, but the but the car is awesome. <laughs> like it's such it's such a good good ass Batmobile. But like he only has like the really the like, grappling gun as a gadget. Uh he we which you see is maybe the start of a battering where the symbol on his chest becomes like a u- u- utility knife. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is that, cool. That was cool. But wait till like all of a sudden he's like, I'm going to cut something. And it's just like police tape. It's like, really? That's what you put that out to cut? <laughs> you could cut a lot of other things along the way. But you like, you know what? That police tape, that's some tough shit. <laughs> And we also might have seen Venom in this movie as well. Yeah, that that has to be Venom. It has to be what, the way it glow. The way it glows the, green. The, the green shit he injected into himself at the end of the movie. Oh, you're right. That had to be Venom. That, that, that had to be setting that up. Yeah, because it's green. It lit up, and he went into a freaking primal rage after he got injected with it. I'm like, that's basically everything Venom is. Which means we might get an adaptation of of the Batman Venom story. Which is a really interesting Batman ride. That, that's the one where he becomes addicted to, to Venom and goes say, insane. I was going to say, that's where he gets addicted, ain't it? Yeah, cause he, he, cool. because he, because he fails to save a child because he wasn't strong enough to, to like live after great. So he becomes addicted to Venom. It's a, it's a very good storyline. Which I will say, like, the Venom thing in this movie, I think, some of this whole film, where there's so many subtle nods to, to old Batman lore, like the, like the old comics, the movies, the shows, just these subtle references that I appreciated because they weren't like heavy handed. It wasn't like a lot like Marvel where the movie ends and it's like instead the one meme says like Blorko shows up goes hey I'm Blorko and the movie ends. <laughs> you get a nice zoom shot and them going hmm I wonder what this is. It's like it's just like in the space because the, the whole movie feels like a very fully realized world and they take so many steps to make it feel like its own world and that's one thing they do. It's like oh here's this reference here. Who 
here's this thing here. You might see it, you might not, but it's it's there. Well, the good thing is they also don't focus on it. Like, stay extra mm-hmm. second on a windowsill that says something, and you're like, well, that must have meant something. Yeah, they're, 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 there's not like a moving plant and it goes, oh my God, poison ivy! <laughs> <laughs> which which I'm starting to hate in movies now. No, this this movie did, did, did it right. If there was mm-hmm. probably the weakest character of the movie, in my opinion, is probably Catwoman. Yeah. I'm also mm-hmm. not the biggest fan of Catwoman as a character just in general, but... See, I'll disagree slightly. Like, I mean, it's not like Catwoman 2 is like the best character, but I, I do feel they did a pretty good job. I didn't say she was Catwoman. bad. I said that she's the weakest part of the movie. Fair. I mean, there's not much. There is... I will get to my one thing later, but I, I would agree. I mean, there's not much to pick on, so... Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not saying Catwoman's bad in this movie. I think Zoe Kravitz, who I I was not the happiest when she was cast as Catwoman, because I thought that there were better choices. I thought she did really good. Yeah, yeah, she was very good. I might she looks like a cat. I might disagree with you on her being the weakest. I think it might be Alfred, just because he's not in it much. But they want to play yeah. on that. But they want to play on that dynamic of Bruce and Alfred. It's just like, but we haven't seen you guys together that much. Alfred's in this movie, which which was because they cast Andy Circus when he was doing Venom too. I don't know why they cast. I, I get that Circus and Reeves are, are friends from Planet of the Apes, but because of his schedule, he, he can barely be in this movie and he's Alfred. Like, yeah. And I think interested, like, I think they got away with it because, uh, you know, we kind of talked about him being a recluse, like, and not talking to anybody. He really, like, tries to do everything himself, other than he does kind of try to use Catwoman, but then it becomes, like, more than just using her, like, he actually cares about her. But he, he does kind of tend to not rely on anybody else until the end when he has to. Uh, it's not entirely true because one of the best parts of this movie, my favorite part, is that we got tons of scenes of Batman and Gordon solving mysteries to... Right, which is when he starts to rely on people I think, but yeah, that was fantastic. I'm so happy we, we finally got that. I don't think that Jeffrey Wright was as good as Gary Oldman, per se, as the no. character, but I, I love that we finally got to see them work together and try and solve a mystery. It's, it's really something we haven't seen in, in a Batman Yeah, because I mean, I, lo- I love the dynamic in, in the Nolan movies between those two, but th- this was like something that hasn't been tapped into that especially, it reminded me, this is obviously Batman in year two, but it reminded me so much of, of year one, the, the graphic yep. novel, right? Like, hit those two like starting to trust each other and like solving things together. Money cop movie. Hey, yeah. yeah. Like, no guns. Stop driving. That's, that's your that's your way, buddy. <laughs> like, Matt, Matt Reeves has such a clear vision for this that is on display that I mean I love Matt Reeves I mean we did an episode on Planet of the Apes I love his I love his Planet of the Apes movies a lot which is why I was so happy when he was I, he was like I think that you and me Justin were at least living together when his movie was announced or or we left shortly shortly before it was announced because I remember I think both of us were like yes it's Matt Reeves holy shit like we were both like super happy yeah like I've I've been happy since the moment he was picked to direct yeah. this movie I'm like if you if it was someone, especially considering it was Affleck, because he was Batman at that point, but like, if you're picking any director to do Batman, like, he's your guy. And, and Warner trusted him to do his own thing, because I think initially, he they wanted him to just direct Affleck's script. 
concept and he didn't want to do it. He wanted to do his own version. Um, and I mean, he, said, he said all the right things the whole time and then that, that came to fruition. Like he knew the character and it was also to me like I thought he was such a perfect choice but it was, you know, so he's done apes but is that going to be like a one-time thing or has he become like a big director and like this proves that he's a big-time director now and also that he has his own style and vision and like, you know, as really like a director who has a vision on what he works on so now like whatever he does you know like what a matt reeves movie is right like he has his thing now and executes it really well so this was huge for him because the movie is very meticulous mm-hmm. well like you, you you can tell that there was tons of takes because pat even said that there was tons of takes not a lot of coverage just doing doing the same thing over and over again just getting it right getting it perfect there are times where you can see kind of like people are a little out of position or where they are when they cut sometimes but i mean that is what it is Everybody well, yeah. has a, it, it, it has them but that. i mean you can see them yeah because that's an interesting thing like this is like going way back but that's actually like uh a thing that you can see in like kubrick movies too and kubrick is like the most meticulous person but like he would always prioritize like the emotion of the cut but there are some you can see where it's like oh the alignment isn't quite right but it's hard to see because like it's so focused mm-hmm. and, and matt reeves also knew how to do action scenes like the third act of this movie which is Riddler blowing the flood walls of Gotham and flooding Gotham um, a la zero year for all you fellow comic nerds. Uh, and I said, and I'm basically trying, trying to wash Gotham away and rebuild it from the ground up is such an amazing climax just because how he does it. He didn't focus on Roland Emmerich style action. He focuses on the people on the ground and just the chaos of that moment of, of the few people trying to keep Gotham together as all hell breaks loose. Are you re- are you ready for my one thing about this movie? God. <laughs> I go don't think you're going to fight me that much. It's not like a huge thing because I, st- I still love the movie. I will, I will fight you just to fight you and you know it. Okay, <laughs> that's true. So to me, the blowing up the seawall thing was completely out of nowhere and doesn't fit the movie at all. And to me, it felt like the studio said we need a big giant action CGI moment and we need to use 50 million more dollars of our budget. See, I disagree solely because the Riddler recently did that in the comics at a similar point in Batman's career. Yeah. Okay. To it me, was, it was more, it was more like, and, 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 you know, and, in a movie that's so happened. meticulously plotted, it was the one thing that felt out of left field. And then I can't look back and go like, okay, I can see how the Riddler was setting that up versus like having all of these armed people who show up to try and like shoot the mayor. That felt very much in line with the rest of the movie. I, I disagree solely because the guy Gotham Renewal Fund plays such a big role in that movie that the Riddler twisting it into renewal meaning a different thing I think fits thematically with what they were going for. I can agree with I, I can agree with that. I just thought the seawall was too like big for him. It, it, if that makes it sense. Like it really felt too big, big compared to the rest so of the movie. Yeah, like I agree with Alex. Like that last area, the last half hour kind of felt like some studio notes were in there. But they fought on top of the jumbotron, which I've always wanted to do. Oh, that, that was, was cool. perfect. That was part that part of it I loved and like I said like the the thought of like them you know showing up there to shoot the mayor and like this big place and fighting on the jumbotron like that all felt perfectly in line with the movie like and like I also feel like the the flooding didn't uh, other than like cramming that many people in there it didn't feel like it actually affected the climax very much because like it floods and then it's like okay we have water now see my my guess is is Reeves I think Reeves wanted that because I'm thinking back to like the apes movies and he loves like environmental effects and finales. That's a very 
in yeah. that, like we talked about in uh, you know, War for the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah, War. No, wait, even Don kind of had that because the climax is when the tower collapses. Mm. Oh, that's true. And they're fighting as the tower collapses. So, because the explosion. So, so Matt Reeves loves to have climaxes where, where, where people fight on a deteriorating environment. See, we had to have a scene where Batman jumped across on an electrical wire and then cut it and, sh- like, uh, shocking himself before he fell in the water because he didn't want everyone else to get electrocuted. <laughs> and then you had, I mean, and then at the end of that movie where where Batman realizes he needs to be a symbol of hope because, I mean, the, the, this movie was a master of callbacks. Like, the fact that the yeah. opening has, which, I mean, that's a beautiful opening of all the people, like, like committing crimes and they see the bat symbol up in the sky and then That was so cool. Out. If, the that, dark, if the Dark Knight opening was a great portrayal of what the Joker is, this opening was a great portrayal of what Batman is. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I could, I could like visualize how that appeared on on the page, like how it was, what was written. It was that well done that I knew exactly yeah. what he was writing for it. But at the end, you get the bat symbol again, but it means hope, not fear. Like boom, that's yeah, how. That's, you, that's how you connect connect the the the, the dots. It, it's really simple, but it's effective. Not there. Can we bring up one thing quick that we have to admit that we were kind of wrong on? Um, because as much as we we didn't want this to be the case, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but I know we mentioned it off off recording. Uh, Barry Keoghan's role <laughs> <laughs> of, of how much we, we made fun of the fact that people were, everyone was like, is Barry Keoghan Joker? And uh, yeah. Barry Keoghan is I think I just saw an interview with Matt Reeves saying like, or an article saying like, he's not even, the next one's not even have the Joker or anything. And I'm like, then why is he even well, here? No, no. No, it's not what he said. He said he doesn't know if Joker's going to be in it because he, because he hasn't written it yet. Matt Reeves does movie by movie. He doesn't know what the Batman 2 is yet. Okay. Which, is, oh, which is a good his, thing. His point in that interview, the interview too, was to calm down all of the MCU people who are used to the to the endings being teasers of what's to come. Because, because everyone was like, is that the Joker? Who is that? I don't know. Tickle Bay. And Matt Reeves was like, well, yes, it's the Joker. No, no shit. And I love the base of it. And then it was like, and it wasn't really a sequel bait. I don't know what the next movie is going to be yet. And this is something we'll get to in a little bit. But like when I already saw the spoiler article titles that made me know instantly that Joker was going to show up at the end. Um, my worry was that like he would have a direct effect on this plot or it was going to be like, OK, now the next one's going to be Joker already. I think when I actually saw the execution and, you know, I was worried about the Joker being in it to an extent. But I, I ended up liking the execution of it because, number one, it's more about the Riddler in that moment. And like because he's like completely hopeless and then like it gives him like you know that push to like keep going and like to be a factor later on a second that also from, from a matt reeves interview that like this isn't really joker yet so like yeah. he's not fully joker yet which again means that it won't be right away and third i like the idea I can't, you know, he hasn't written these movies yet, so I don't know where he's going to go with it. But just the fact that those two already have a relationship, I like the idea of Joker interacting with other villains, and I like the idea that they're both in Arkham to set up like an Ar- the Arkham Asylum type shit. Well, there's, there's an Arkham show coming. They, 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 they have confirmed that the GCPD show has turned into an Arkham show. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, get- Matters also confirmed in the interviews that Joker was supposed to appear earlier in a silence the lambs handle Dr. Tight type moment 
where Batman was was going to profile Riddler by using the Joker. Um, but he, but he, he cut that because it didn't really affect anything. I'm glad he cut um, that. It, yeah, I think that would be too distracting. It, it was effective. In fact, he, he must cut Barry Kilgan from the, from the movie com- completely until he realized that, like you said, Alex, his scene with the Riddler is more about the Riddler than is the Joker. Yeah, Just I just the think issue it's with that for that scene, reason. The, the issue with that scene is that he's in shadow, so it has like that mystery. Everyone's going to go, I don't know who is that even though there's been leaked images of the of the first scene he's in where he's where he's clear as day in in the in light in the film he's he's clearly revealed but how they do joker is also kind of clear to it makes it clear to me that matt reeves might have played the the telltale batman games at some point because he kind of acquired some some stuff from it like like with with joker being jack which is the strongest part of those games um and the thing with his family yeah, 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 the thing with his family, which I love which that I love. we're seeing darker depictions of the Wayne family and people realizing that people being that rich probably didn't have completely clean slates. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's again, it, it, it works perfectly with this theme because, you know, in both ways, like not just like that he shouldn't be pursuing vengeance like that, but also he's pursuing vengeance for an idea of who his parents were. Yep. And he has to find a better reason than that because, yeah, it's like also it turns out your parents aren't quite who you thought they were necessarily. Which they didn't go, go, go full telltale because they still betrayed Thomas Wayne as, as a good man who just made a bad decision. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you also get the brilliant scenes of Carmine Falcone manipulating everyone, much like he does in the comics, which which John Turturro did beautifully. Great, great casting. Yeah, he was so good. Again, I didn't expect him to be in it that long. I assumed Penguin and him would be kind of flipped where Penguin was more in charge. Mm-hmm. Well, you, well, you have to have Carmine get out of the way so Penguin can take charge. Yeah. Which, which which we'll see next in either the the Penguin show or whatever the next movie is. Which probably have some No Man's Land type stuff in it, where, where Penguin will have a lot of power. The yeah, I'm segue, guessing, yeah, it'll be the the main crime. The, the the segue a little bit, Alex. You kind of alluded to this a couple minutes ago, but the Batman to me was the breaking point of an issue that's been plaguing media for the past couple of years now, and that is these vulture-like spoiler articles spoiling the movie in the headline that cut the, the, the pop up by 8 a.m. the day a big movie or TV show is released. It's I a serious issue. Mm-hmm. Whoever's first. Where I'm not even looking for them. Those pop up in my Google feed or on Facebook. And and some some of them are like super evil and will just straight up spoil a movie. Others will be like, what does this mysterious cameo mean at the end of the movie? Which obviously doesn't tell you what the cameo is, but now you know there, there there's a cameo mm-hmm. and yeah that, this scene. one was right so it already sucks knowing that that's a spoiler and then with batman it's much worse because i fucking know who it is i fucking know <laughs> who it is you can't tell me there's a mysterious character that pops up at the end of this movie in a cameo in a batman movie especially not to fucking know it's joker like yep. there's literally one character who's worth being a surprise in in batman and it's the joker <laughs> to be fair throughout this movie there is one character could have possibly been and that would have been Hush. I mean, they played on Hush a lot. They they did, but it was clearly Joker. Yes. Like, I'm yeah. an Alex. It's one of those things, like, it, it could be a surprise in the movie, but, like, I don't think Arda 
work. There would be as many articles if it was Hush. True. If they did Barry Kilgan as Hush, I would actually be really okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely Joker. Yeah. Wow. And it's the idea you get right away first day. It's like the appearance of spoiler. And it's like, that is a way of spoiling. And then now literally like it's it's been a week since this movie came out. And now they just post the full spoiler uh, on the article. Like they'll just say Joker now. And they'll just say like, oh, in this hallway fight scene, the, the bullets were were real to make the muzzle flashes. It's like you're it's been a week and you're straight spoiling everything now openly. It, it's a it's a serious issue that's been plaguing movies for a long time. Spider-Man had that issue where within a week, everyone <laughs> talked about the, 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 the movie. Um, Book of Boba Fett had that same problem. Um, yeah, I've already seen, I've already seen scenes from that, basically. Turn back to Mando season two was kind of when it got really big. But now it's yeah. a serious problem. Maybe it's just when I went and noticed, but now it's a serious problem. No, it's me. just because all these uh, sites or whatever, it's like they want to be the first one to get it out there. So they're like, here it is. I don't care and, if you haven't seen it yet. And it's like, I want to be the first one that you click on. And when we say the the the, 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 the sites, I'm talking specifically about, and I'll call them up right now, Screen Rant, Rock, Paper, Shotgun, Giant Freaking Robot. Um, Screen Rant. IGN. They always do that. I, IGN's better, but they're, they've gotten worse. Because because they're and, forced to because of shit like Screen Rant doing it right at the beginning. And th- this shows how bad it's gotten. Where did I see the like I stayed off the internet. I checked one place because I wanted to stay up to date on some things. I just to show how bad it's gotten. I would expect more from Variety, but that's where I fucking saw it. Oh. A fucking trade magazine. Like Ooh, it, it was literally like the appearance Leo discusses the appearance of spoiler. I'm like, that's the fucking Joker. And that was it. It was on Variety. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like a reputable, like industry news-focused source that's doing this kind of shit. You can't escape it. <laughs> no, and it's for everything now. It, it, it's it, well, and, and part of it is people want to be spoiled. It seems there is this, yeah. like, like when Spider-Man: No Way Home came out. We talked about this, I think, briefly in our episode on that. Shameless plug. Um, that people were like wanting Garfield and Maguire to be in the trailer. Like they were like begging for it, wanting it, and when it didn't happen, they were like legitimately upset. It's a don't you people like being surprised? Well, it's even like the new Doctor Strange trailer with freaking uh, Patrick Stewart's voice in it. It's like, why, why put that in the trailer? Come on, guys. I, ba- I bet he's barely in the movie. Just that, save it for the that movie. One, the articles from that movie are going to be atrocious. Yeah. Because of all the cameos rumored to uh, to, uh, to to appear. It's also rumored that a lot of them got actually got caught for the final movie. But for how many cameos, like the, the rumored Tom Cruise one that's got a lot of traction, um, the, the rumored Deadpool one that's got a lot of traction. Again, these are just rumors. Um, we don't know either way, but it's also part of the issue too, right? The rumor mail for some of these movies has gotten insane where you, where you know th- 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 they're lying. A lot of the, the Batman ones turned out to be kind of true. Mm-hmm. Um, that that like they were testing two versions, one with Barry Keoghan, one without him. Like That turned out to actually be, be, be true. Um, but some of them, it's like, God, why is, why is movie media so garbage now? Why is it all just... It's like ESPN levels of just 
hot takes, rumor baiting, <laughs> um, everyone trying claims. Yeah, and all like the, the, these leaks, and people eat it up because they because they want to know what happens before it happens. It's bizarre to me. Yeah, like but, if you're gonna see the movie, why would you want it spoiled? But like I remember when it, when it, when Endgame came out, and people were like 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 basically saying, "Don't you fucking dare spoil this movie!" And now it's please spoil the movie. I want, I want to know before I see it. Because then you're just gonna be sitting in the theater like, when's it happening? Come on, when's it gonna happen? And then you'll be disappointed that it didn't happen until the end. And you'll completely miss the rest of the movie. But that's an issue too with like trailers now. Is now the trailers show way too much. Now you're like, well, I know this is. I know this person is okay because this scene from the trailer hasn't happened yet. Yeah, that's that's always really annoying. Like, well, I know there's another scene coming up. Because <laughs> honestly, I've tried really hard not to watch trailers anymore. But it's just like, how do I know if I'm interested in a movie if I don't yeah. at least see somewhat of what's going on in the film? You know, well, in the Batman's interesting to me because I thought because the more trailers I saw, the less my hype, the more my hype kind of kind of died. But then, I mean, I'm very happy with this one. I'm, I'm very happy with it, but they that movie almost had too many trailers. Yeah, yeah. See, and me, I I only watched the first the first trailer. No, you should have the second one. We, we watched I it did. live. I was there. I thought that was the first. I thought that was the first one. No, no, no. The no there second. was one before that, like a whole year before that. That was like the. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that trailer. One that was watched, amazing. The one we watched was like basically like the final like ta-da trailer. No, no, no. We, we watched the second trailer. The third trailer was the, the final one. Was the bat and cat one? That, that's uh. kind. That, that's kind of bad. Yeah. Yeah. I never but, saw that's the one I never watched. I, 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 I didn't choose to watch it. It played it in a movie I saw. That's always so nice. But that said, I'm I'm very happy with this movie. The reception to it, both financially and critically, has been very well. But there is kind of a polarized fan response to it. Um the length being the, the big thing, but honestly, movies can be long. Watch it at home if that's an issue, right? Um even though even even though not every movie needs to be three hours. Isn't Spider-Man No Way Home like two hours, like 40 minutes? Some yeah, shit like that. Like close. <laughs> yeah, like like it's average movie length is pushing closer and closer to three hours where people can't get that upset anymore. Yeah, it's, I mean, like every MCU movie now is like two and a half. Oh, it's two hours and 28 minutes. It's yeah, like two and a half hours. Shorter than I totally thought it eight was. Hours. But you also got to factor in like that also includes credits and stuff. So technically it's like a little shorter than which, that. I also which, think it wouldn't be as big of a problem if movie if movie trailers weren't fucking over 20 minutes long yes yeah that is an issue too like there should be like a couple trailers that because you've already seen all these trailers here's what movie <laughs> here's what theaters should do if the movie's over two and a half hours cut the trailers down to half if it's under that do your 20 minutes of trailers i don't care well yeah well, well part of it isn't the theater's choice part of it is they're forced to by 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 the, by the companies true um yeah i just don't understand it and, anymore because well, i said that most of these trailers we've seen see you can't do that because people, not necessarily at all theaters, but especially at AMC's, I've noticed, have become dependent on the fact there's 20 minutes of trailers and don't show up at start time. Like, like I've been to AMC a couple times in full showings that are dead ass empty until the trailers start. Like, and I mean, it's hard to blame 
though. At an event screening where there is no trailers and people start coming in in the middle of the movie. Yeah, that's, that's what's irritating. <laughs> so, well, so if you start limiting the amount of trailers and stuff, people who've become dependent on the extra trailers now all of a sudden will miss the movie and will complain like 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 no tomorrow, even though they're kind of in the wrong. True. I mean, give it some time they would adjust. I think that because really they're showing up late because they don't want to watch all the trailers. I I also think that in some theaters, not saying every movie should have an intermission that that's over a certain length, but maybe have some screens that have intermissions. Not all of them, mm-hmm. but maybe have like a couple of screens a day that have intermissions. I, I get why they don't because it adds more time onto an already long movie that 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 makes it harder to have more more showings already. But yeah, but it'd be nice for a longer movie. I mean, obviously that's how it used to be done. Like if it's three hours, give me an intermission. I think people would actually really really like that, especially with something yeah, like, like this where I just want to pee and then so I can enjoy the enjoy the. the I know the I, I hate having to literally like okay I'm gonna cut off drinking water two hours before this movie so I don't have to to piss right at the end of the second act. <laughs> That's all right. Because my like... body's like oh good this movie's ending like you know I'm at, like and like at home like it's nice to know writing structure too because I'm like oh oh that was the midpoint pause go to the bathroom <laughs> like let's well, like I get I got to the theater like five minutes before the trailer start and then like during the trailers I spent like I went down like three trips to the bathroom to make sure I got everything out before I watched the movie <laughs> yeah. no you go like multiple times yeah and then I get in there and like yeah we ordered like a slushy and I was like refusing to drink it because I'm like I don't want to have to pee and then I ate too much popcorn and I got like the kernels in my throat and I'm like fuck I need the the, the fucking slushy now yeah you're, you're sitting there trying to like pack up a lung <laughs> well that's the, that's the thing is like if I ever I rarely get anything when I go to the movie theaters because I don't want to have to run to the bathroom at all but if, if I do occasionally I'll wait till like I know like I'm halfway through the movie then I'm like okay because that way at least if I, if I have to pee like a half hour before I'm like I can hold that especially a movie like, like Batman where I mean there there is God's greatest invention which is the run pee app that is, <laughs> that is so stupid but I love it See, I, I should yeah, no, I'm just like, I I, if it's a good movie I, like there's no wasted time and like I want to see every, every yeah. second so I, I'll I'll just talk yeah, about it now I've literally just developed a system but now I'm like I shouldn't have to do this they should just give me an intermission I remember I went to a movie is just like and I had to go and I like I hated the movie I'm like I don't even care I'm like I got up and walked I, I remember the back last in and I was I like during a movie was War for the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> and I walked back in and it was when I was gone was when Caesar and all of them like kill Blue Eyes family or whatever the fuck. And then like they take Blue Eyes and I come back and there's just like a child with them. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, OK, I didn't miss much. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like at that point. I'm Yeah. And then like I just developed the system. But yeah, I wish they would bring intermission back, which they they never Will, how about this? How about I've, I've got it, guys? I've solved the crisis. Yes. So no, actually, this would be fucking terrible. I don't want this. I nope, literally nope, just came nope, up with the worst now. idea ever. No, nope, gotta say it now. So, yeah, like because I thought about intermission, and I was like, what if they just play trailers during intermission? That's a terrible idea. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. That'd be funny. You're just like in this depressing movie. The next thing you know, you got like a happy comedy in the middle of it, going, "Come see our movie." And then you got some guy crying in the corner. Go fuck <laughs> doing most years which is those just stupid before movie ads which yeah already- i feel like they would do something like that because intermission should really be like just have music on or have nothing at all isn't the chevy commercials or whatever 
God. They're not. They're not real actors. They're, they're real people. And they're on the bottom. These are paid actors. <laughs> I miss all days where you get like, like the trivia slides and stuff. Yeah, those were always fun. Yeah, now they're, it's just more more ads and shit. It's like thanks for coming before the movie. I I didn't, but you're welcome. I remember so we got a new pair of diamonds in the mall. I remember when we went to go see uh, it, and they're all just like, "Go get your tickets for this movie in the th- in the thing." And then some guys just like, "Start the movie." <laughs> they're just like, "How about?" No. Yeah, how about no? Start the movie. I, well, I mean, the best experience us in the movie theater was probably Wonder Woman when they didn't turn the lights on at the end and no one knew if it was done or not. And the, and this one dude walked in and said, I mean, like he was some teenager, but he was pretty rude. He basically walked in because the movie, I mean, oh, sorry, you you weren't you weren't there for this, Justin? It was me. It was me. It was me, my wife, and two other people. We, we went inside Wonder Woman, and the movie started like thirty minutes late. There was some projector issue, and so they're way behind, and then. It's stop, the movie ends and they trick everybody out and the lights aren't on and this teenager pretty rudely was like okay god okay folks show's done time to leave and this old grandma just goes then turn the lights on like, I just, <laughs> and I had to like not just die laughing at them in the movie theater well it's like when we went to go see Jungle Book and the lights didn't turn off dude that sucked that because that, that was 3D that was hell <laughs> we couldn't see oh, shit it's bad I forget there was one movie I, I can't remember which one it was but there was one I saw not too long ago where the lights didn't turn off and I'm like okay yeah yeah well Marcus Oshkosh had that issue for a while where they just where someone must have complained about the lights being off and being dark and tripping or some shit because for like I saw like, like three months they were on until the end that people complained that, that they couldn't see the movie anymore and then it, as soon as the movie was over and credits rolled like the lights went to full 100 and you're like oh my eyes <laughs> yeah yeah like it was it was someone must have com- complained that like probably the old people that come in at like two in the afternoon on a Thursday where like it's too dark even though like when I'm in a movie theater I want that room to be pitch black yes I am I want no lights I want to be in the darkest room possible yeah I mean I can handle the running lights that's fine but everything else should be like pitch black except for the projector yeah the nice thing about like most of like the nicer AMC screens is like they do have like the light up floor ones but because of how the seating is structured it kind of goes like upward so you can't see it well yeah AMC theater layouts are super weird. Like, I I went to one, a normal one, a couple, a while ago, and, like, there's, like, stadium scene, but, like, every every row is, like, weirdly high. Yeah, which, that's how they structure, like, the Dolby and Prime ones, but for those, anyway, it, work, it works really well, because there's not actually a bad seat, because you can't see the people in front of you, and, like, the angle, like, even the ones, like, furthest down the row, like, it feels like center, basically. Can we talk about some of the horrible fan takes on the Batman quick? I want to talk about some of these. I mean, I mean, horrible so fan takes are a big thing, now, especially like with like fan entitlement over certain movies, um, especially when like delays happen and, and other issues. Because that was that's the that's the best part of this movie was it opened with that weird DC we can be heroes ad, and then a bunch of those <laughs> movies like the next week are no longer coming out in this year. <laughs> it's that it's just, that was amazing. It's like oh, we're and showing you all these clips and everything, and it's like get hype for these movies, and then next week, yeah, um, we're delaying them. So there's that. <laughs> um, but probably the, the 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 worst take that um, that that people have commented on was was from YouTuber Ludwig Algren or Algren Ludwig Algren, who is who is quoted as saying it was like a Marvel movie with none of the comedy. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, now this guy just doesn't like dark comedy. I mean, that thumb drive, I was laughing. <laughs> I can't, I, I'm still thinking about that joke. <laughs> I'm still thinking. It was so good. And just like the the delivery was so Batman. He's just like, thumb, thumb drive. drive. <laughs> but yeah, like they, there are, are some jokes, but I mean, you don't. Did you see the, the trailer? Why would you want jokes in this movie? Why would you go to this movie like, all right, I'm ready for fucking Adam West. I'm ready for an MCU movie. <laughs> well, well, see, for, like, for, just for like, more of his comments, I'll, I'll say before we go to death what he said, I'll say more more of, of what he says. Um, he was he was quoted as saying, "Ben was fine, dude. It was fine. I just thought it'd be more fun. I don't know. It was like a Marvel movie with none of the comedy. Like I don't think I laughed or there was a single joke in the movie, which is not true. The humor continued saying that perhaps he didn't enjoy the film movie as much because he's just an old fucking man. Later, Ludwig said that even though the film was meant to be a brooding drama, he also thinks they, they did a bad job at that. He explained that if you have what it's supposed to be, and, they, and, and this is a article from Jenks Esports TTTV, set my sources. Ludwig explained that if you had what's supposed to be a great majority detective Batman, and a guy whose name is the Riddler, the movie should have been fun, like like, like in a Sherlock Holmes or Knives Out kind of way. What? What? Which is just, <laughs> ah! <laughs> Oof! <laughs> well, what Matt, Re- Matt Reeves did was, he's, it's a lot like Christopher Nolan's Batman. It's like, there's jokes in there. They're just very subtle. And mm-hmm. it's not like we're trying to go for the joke. It's like someone says a sarcastic comment and it's funny. Well, and and he, and he responded. He did he, he did respond on YouTube um, that, um, that he basically saying that no superhero movie is a good movie, that, that they're all meh, that the Dark Knight... Um, um, maybe he's saying Dark Knight is is a goat movie, or he's not. He's he's saying like like, like they're, they're they're all met, and we have to move on, which is the deflection everyone makes, right? Yeah, like the Martin Scorsese's and which which I agree with Scorsese on a lot of stuff, but I feel like even Scorsese would probably enjoy Batman, or yeah. at least not the same level as MCU. I I would not put yeah. Batman as MCU. Batman v Superman is probably MC level. Justice League. Oh yeah, definitely MCU level. Yeah, l- 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 yeah. This is like a kind of a an actual movie <laughs> but the Batman feel, feels like a real like like actual not trying to 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 be a market a marketable event trying to be a movie first I mean in the comments were were pretty savage on this guy uh one YouTube user said so sad to hear Ludwig has COVID wonder if he ever get his taste back <laughs> like which which is kind of like too far but at the same time that it's really funny he went in um, expecting one thing and well what and the fact that I mean, I mean, what killed him on um, when and why everyone after him is because his response was even if it's not supposed to be fun, it filled at that because it's not fun, which is the dumbest, ta- which is the dumbest thing you could possibly <laughs> say in that moment. Like I don't know what you're trying to say at that point. It's it's not good because it's not fun, and it's not, but it's bad at being not fun because it's not fun. Like I don't I don't get it. I I do not because it's not a Sherlock Holmes or Knives Out. What about seven, dude? Zodiac, yeah. Gone Girl. I feel like, <laughs> like, like hilarious, hilarious movies. I feel like he watched um, Josh Whedon's Justice League with Batflick just making jokes and everything. It was like that's what Batman should be when that's exactly what he should not be. Was the only person that thinks that? Right? I know many people that are like superheroes are for kids. How is this a dark movie? It's supposed to be for little children. Even though superheroes have like never even really like been for kids. I mean, Batman always been dark. The animated series is, is a kid show, in quotes, but, I mean, that show dealt with, like, drug addiction, domestic abuse, 
Abuse. Like yeah. that, 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 that was a dark show. Mm-hmm. There's always been that. And even like comics now, I would, most modern superhero comics, I would not give to a child. <laughs> but, like, like they, they aren't appropriate. And even with like the, the Batman, the Batman's not made for kids. I think most kids would probably hate this movie. It's long as hell. It doesn't have the, the MCU excitement. The action is pretty like spread out in the movie. It's not a fast paced movie. No, it's really not. But, but, they, no, but, they, but it's like a thinking movie. I, I would have liked it, but I was a weird fucking kid. Same. <laughs> I would have, have too. But even like past age 13, I would have loved this movie. But before that, I probably would have been bored. I'd say probably around 10, I would have piqued my interest. I don't know if Just I would have liked the, it. The, well, cause the, because the middle is so political. If you don't understand what any of that means, you're not going to have the best time. I'm trying to but think. And this is something that you had like kind of said right after seeing it, which was that it's like perfect counter programming because like this kind of thinking mature movie that deals with like political themes in a smart way that deals with like this character growth and stuff is the, the perfect counter programming to like the, the generic superhero trend right now of giant universes and, and movies that go in one ear and out the other and are just meant to be fun and set up 800 other ones. What, and to what? be fair, they are trying to set up a universe with this movie. There's multiple shows yeah. coming out, but they're doing it in the right way with it, which is what James Gunn did with the Suicide Squad, which is they're seeing what works and what doesn't and building off that. I mean, they, they canceled the, the first show idea because it wasn't working in place with one that they think actually might work, which, which is how you should be doing it. Well, and it's so necessary to, you know, see that stuff to get, you know, yep. what's going on. Well, I will say like when the DC tried to start their cinematic universe or whatever with Snyder, I was like, I was happy they were going in a different direction than Marvel with like the tone and everything. And then all of a sudden they're like, we should try to be more MCU. And that just didn't work. It's just like, be different, be counter. Well, it wasn't just that is they're trying to, to be different while also being the, the same. The same. It was like, let's do like that was you will talk about with that with Ludwig said about an MCU movie with none of the jokes. That's what like Batman v Superman is. <laughs> yeah. Like like Batman v Superman is an MCU movie with none of the parts that make MCU movies actually good. Not not to mention that because Snyder can't make a movie under three hours, they had to cut large portions of it, and that involved cutting the plot from the movie. <laughs> okay, so I want to end this show with with, with some we, 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 we like to rank some stuff. We, we, don't have, we don't have to do full rankings because we, we're running low on time, but we can talk about where the Batman fits with other Batman movies because there's so many, right? And and we're going to focus on just live-action Batman because we added animation into this. It'd be simple for Alex, but it, but it would get a lot more complicated <laughs> for me and Justin. <laughs> so we'll just stick with live-action. Live where do you guys think so far? I mean, I, I'm assuming that we're all going to have Paul Dano's Riddler as number one, probably because we because I mean Jim Jim Carrey was not great. Um, I will say with Paul, I liked his Riddler. I I did not like the second half of the interrogation scene when he just started like screaming and everything. I love that. That's Paul Dano. <laughs> yeah, see, like yeah, for me, it, it worked. Only I was literally thinking during that scene that if it was any other actor, it wouldn't work. But Paul Dano, just like in uh, There Will Be Blood, it just works because like there are move, moments in that movie where he's just like screaming. Oh, one question for you: like, Get out of here! <laughs> I, was, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. How upset were you that the, the, the Podano wasn't beaten up in this movie? You know, I didn't think about that until a couple days after. I <laughs> thought that was really the the key to making it a, a great movie. 
but yeah, Bat- Batman does not beat the shit out of him. Uh, but it was still somehow a great movie. Uh, <laughs> I think maybe it will happen in the future because otherwise I can't explain the scientific phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> a- a- anyway, but let's go back to Pattinson. Do you guys have any thoughts of where Pattinson lines up with with like the other live action Batman? Because I do. Yeah, I probably have him at like probably third, second or third. Hmm. Be about first, where I first got him. still Christian Bale. Yeah, but my my take is kind of like this way. I I put Christian Bale at number one, and Pattinson like would definitely be my number two. Like I get why people like Michael Keaton. I also like Michael Keaton. Affleck did like a solid job, but to me, honestly, like those two are at a different level. I'm gonna be honest. Um, yeah, but I'm I think Pattinson too. Uh, Bale as yeah, this is like kind of the take everybody has, but I'm gonna use it anyway. Bale as Bruce Wayne is basically like unbeatable. <laughs> like yeah. that was pretty perfect. I also really like his bat his Batman though that being said to me like the more I think on it and it is still like recency thing but to me Pattinson as Batman in the Batman suit was literally perfect like I honestly can't picture anyone doing a better job of him as Batman now overall like Bale is just so good as Bruce Wayne and his Batman is also really good that to me he's still at the top but like Pattinson to me that's why I have him at two is like his Batman is just so good he has he has the potential to be the best not that there will ever be a Batman movie better than Dark Knight, but like in terms of the performance, like he he could eventually top Bale, but I I still have Bale at number one. Justin, what are your thoughts? I agree, Bale is number one. Pattinson, I'm trying not to be too like Alex said, recency bias, but it's like he, he's coming up on two really fast, and I think yeah. the next movie will push him over it. Yeah, I, that's probably I I think after the next, the next one. He, number two then, like to me the next movie will determine whether he's two or three yeah because he's up there with Keaton Affleck I'm like I don't even he didn't even get a solo movie so I can't even like mm-hmm. he's so hard to comment on because like yeah. he's got the look and everything and but he wasn't didn't have his own movie he didn't he was um and the stuff he did have it's just like I don't know I, it's hard to judge especially considering I didn't like his murderous killing Batman <laughs> I mean, I, I think he was solid as the character. I mean, he's definitely not as bad as Clooney and and Kilmer. And and I do think people need to get their nostalgia glasses off and realize that Adam West is not a good Batman. <laughs> no, that stuff was just so campy. Like I can barely count it. Like, like it was just like, so ridiculous. I love Adam West. I love Adam West as Batman, but it's not good. And you, you can never <laughs> like like it's not it's not good. But no, no, I think this impression. Hey, which is, do you guys have an idea of where, where you you would put the Batman on a rank of Batman movies? That one's hard. I'm going to have to see it a couple more times, but right now I got it at third. Ooh. So, 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 so you did say there, because the last time we talked, you were thinking about putting it at number two. Yeah, I said it's, it's fighting for two, but right now, right now I got uh, Batman Begins just over it. But that could change after seeing, like, I've only seen it once, so I'm like, I want to see it a couple more times before I definitely say it's two. It's, I probably agree with you on it's got a lot of potential to be too. Yeah, I mean, Dark Dark, Dark Knight so far is untouchable. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I, I just, you know, the odds of topping that or even matching that are just so hard because, like we've said many times, like that one vaulted beyond that and is just like one of the greatest movies ever made. And like, that's hard to for any movie to get that far in, you know, the last 20 years, let alone, you know, another Batman movie. Well, like when we, <laughs> like we said, when we, like we said when we were, review, when we were talking about those movies, 
movies. Like that one is still brought up today with all these move, all these comic book movies. It's like it's held up. What fourteen years? It's like mm-hmm. it's hard no pressed to beat no right one's now. Asking if Spider Man No Way Home is better than Batman v Superman or Man Steel <laughs> or 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 some of those type of movies, everyone always asks, "Is this movie better than Dark Knight?" And they don't, they don't even ask what's funny because like all the freak out about Endgame. They're not asking if No Way Home is as good as Endgame either. <laughs> Exactly right, like like they want to compare it to Dark Knight because Dark Knight because they're doing it seen by everyone as as the golden example. And I noticed that Dark Knight hype has kind of come down a little bit, but I don't think the Batman quite reaches it because Dark Knight's fucking perfect. But for me, I would agree. It's it's at the same tier as Begins. It's at the same tier as Begins. It's I say it's better than Rises, but it's 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 better than Begins. For me, I'm gonna you know because I'm staying consistent with I had Dark Knight Rises at two when we talked about the Nolan ones. So for me, that's the argument because as far as like the easiest comparison is Begins because they're both the first movie in the line of movies. And for me, this I I still have to see Begins again because it's been a little bit. But for me this edges up begins i don't know if it's better than rises it's been too long since i've seen that one and i've only seen this one once i i feel like you will make i feel like you will rank it higher than we do alex just because like this movie was made specifically for you yeah yeah i do i do feel a little catered to so i (laughs) i do i do see myself it is a distant to as fantastic as this movie is but i i could definitely see myself having it at at two as well very soon but yeah it does it does feel a little made for me like oh it's three hours long it's really dark it's like a meticulous detective serial killer story with batman it has good character arcs like this 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 was made for me <laughs> well i i guess i'll i'll explain it in math i'll get i'll get to my final score so we can move on to that like i have Bat- the batman at 4.5 out of 5 whereas in my opinion the, the, the dark knight is 6 out of 5 <laughs> like <laughs> like like that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I, I am at 4.5 out of 5, 9 out of 10. I love this movie. Something we have we haven't talked about yet is the soundtrack and the score, which has been stuck oh. in my head on and off the since since I saw it. Like I, I we after we left the movie, we went to someplace else and we left that place. It was pouring down rain, and I caught myself Humming. doing dun 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 in my head, walking like Batman until I looked <laughs> and, and so I looked into like um, a, a window and saw my and saw my reflection do that and realized how stupid I looked. <laughs> but anyway, this movie has stuck with me. I love that we finally got a movie where Batman beat a detective in solving a case is the core of the movie. We've gotten some some um, tastes of that with Nolan's movies, but I'm glad we finally saw one where that's like the core of the movie because there's a mystery to solve. Rep Pattinson's great. Dana was great. Everyone else, great. Like acting was was amazing. Looked great. Script was fantastic. Love the movie. Cool action. Um, weakest part was Alfred, but that's like a nitpick, right? And I feel like I should explain like like for me, nit what nitpicks are is just simply if it doesn't affect my enjoyment, it's a nitpick. Yeah, that, that's basically what I got. I like have nitpicks with the movie too, but like, yeah, mine mine was just the the water. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm at four point five out of five. What about you guys? What are you at? I have it four out of five. Interesting. But that might change 
cringe sooner than later. <laughs> I did waver back and forth for questions. Well, see, I I was saying I I had like I have begins at four out of five, so I was like, well, I can't put it above that and say I think begins is better right now. So I was like, it's also true. Yeah, I'm at I'm at four and a half. It was one of those where I I was like, oh, do I do four? Do I do four and a half? And I didn't rate it for a couple of days, and I still couldn't stop thinking about it. So it had to be four and a half. I'm like, if a movie, I was, I, I was I've shown I have a preference for like movies that stick with you and make you think about them like thematically or just you can't get it out of your head so i'm like yep it, it's gotta go up like like it's a three-hour movie that i might see again very soon because i want to see an imax today because it was filmed in imax <laughs> and who knows maybe some might be playing in imax when you guys come down and we might do an in-person idiot plot who knows i mean i don't or is it going to be morbius by then that wasn't coming out till may that trailer was a fucking joke i i, I saw movie, that trailer he's getting, getting pushed back no one knows when it's coming out well it's supposed to come out in january and i still don't know why it didn't come out in january it's like it was it was supposed to come out like in mid like in july of 2020 and it still like, hasn't come out yet there was nothing in january you could have wrecked house it, it it was supposed to come out like before venom 2 and venom 2 has been out for like four months now anyway that's our thoughts on the batman we really like it i think everyone should 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 go see it if you're into superhero movies I and even thought, if you're not, honestly. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good crime movie. It's it's dark, it's brooding, it's different from anything that any other superhero movies are making. Even DC. It's different from what DC's been making recently. Thank God. So it's it, it's really good counter programming like we said. You 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 find it in theaters now. See it in the in the biggest screen possible. Um, but also if you can't see it in theater because it's just too long, it's coming to HBO Max on April nineteenth. I think it's going to be there for a prolonged period of time, not just the mm. one month. So, so you, you don't have. Watch, we could still watch Wait. it together, even if it's not oh, in theaters. Right. <laughs> True. I mean, I. I, I might not see on Max because I'm going to buy this on Blu-ray even if it is on Max. Like, I have HBO Max. I'll still buy this physical copy. Yeah, I will also buy this. Same. Because I want that nice, crisp quality that only Blu-rays can provide because I'm a stickler. Also, just see yeah, a nice theater judge just so you can sit in a comfy chair for three hours. Yeah, That's probably... Like, how was your guys' theater? Were they packed? Mine was kind of... It wasn't Mine was full. Yeah, it was packed, yeah. <laughs> By Alamo standards, because nobody sits in the front of the Alamo that the that the back section was completely yeah remove the front seats this is my like that my new like theater thing because i know i'm never gonna win on movie trailers and intermission my new one is remove the seats that are two feet away from the screen <laughs> no one buys them they're completely fucking worthless just take them and move them behind and just leave space where this in front of the screen now that's something that might work give an email to amc because <laughs> like they're pointless even a, hey you own like, amc the, stock you have a say <laughs> I am a shareholder. Uh, my my like eight to ten shares. I'll 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 put this in. That 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 that's good enough reason for me. Anyway, that's my thoughts on the Batman. Go see it. It's it, it's a great time. But if you already saw it, want to tell us what you thought about it? Please let us know in the comments. And if you like what we what we did today, don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, all that stuff. I think there's a message at the end. They'll tell you where. I I, I, don't, I don't remember anymore. Um, like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter now. So so. So go check it out yeah. on Twitter. We'll probably have some fun stuff there. Hopefully, we think of some fun, weird, weird things to do on social media. But go, but go, check, 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 check us out. Thank you so much for listening. This is David for Alex and Justin. Um, we'll see you next time. Hey.
Thanks for listening to Idiot Block. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and hit the bell to get a notification every time we drop a new episode. Also, follow us on Facebook and Letterboxd. The links are in the description. Thank you.